Welcome to the Post-Traumatic Faith Podcast with Jill Riley. On this podcast, Jill shares stories of living a life of faith and mental illness. Jill is a popular speaker, pastor, and author who speaks from her experience living with complex PTSD, a major depressive disorder, anxiety disorder, and a dissociative disorder. And now, here's your host, Jill Riley. Jill Riley. Thanks for listening in to Post Traumatic Faith, a podcast devoted to mental illness and faith. My prayer is that by sharing my story and some hope and a little laughter, I can play a small role in helping to break down the stigmas around mental illness. Today's podcast is called Less Weird, and I wanted to share with you a little bit of my experience of a place where I went where I found where I felt less weird. I visited a place where I felt so much less weird than I'd ever felt in my whole life. It was an odd mixture of acceptance and a challenge for growth. It was real world in the sense that everybody had baggage and stuff, but willingly seemed to accept that fact for themselves and for one another. We were all hurting and very much in need. It felt honest. For instance, if someone was having a bad day, not only was it permissible to let it show with anger or tears or grumpy faces, it was also okay not to have to fix everybody else's bad day. In this place, there were no platitudes. There was no placating, just a simple, I'm sorry you're having a bad day, or I'm sorry life is hard right now, or even better, a nod and just walk away. In my 40-some years, I had never experienced an environment so accepting and almost dizzyingly communal. I think everybody should get to have an experience like this. It reminded me of how emotionally depraved we've become. So often we act as if communities should be homogenous. Um, I believe that enforcing conformity makes us feel normal. However, even in the most welcoming communities, there are collective rules of dress or actions or vocabulary, uh, sameness. Many people thought they had found that kind of an idyllic community until the day that the bottom drops out of their lives. All of the sudden, people who are unsure how to love people that are incomplete or injured begin to stampede out of our lives and feels like they trample our souls on the way to the closest exit. When our lives no longer fit the social norm, We find a mass exodus of those who don't know how to love, but we find this smaller core of people who really want to be with us and want to walk this journey of life with us. This reminds me of a story of a missionary from Southeast Asia. As the new pastor was surveying their place of ministry, he looked out the window and was pondering and and exclaiming over this beautiful lush grass that was growing in the yard. It was the only such lawn in miles because it was a very it was a very um, populated city, and so there was no lawns anywhere except for his lawn. All of a sudden, a dog ran across the lawn, and curiously, the yard began to roll up and down like waves when the dog leapt from place to place. He discovered that the lawn was growing on top of three stories, 
Three stories of raw sewage. As a general rule, we don't want to acknowledge, let alone dig into, the sewage of one another's lives, and especially in the Western world where we're taught to be independent and we're taught to be um, kind of solo pioneers. We like the green grass. We don't want to explore the sewage in each other's lives. But my visit to this place, though very, very different and very difficult, stands out as um, an oasis of generosity and a desert of what I perceived would be judgment. On more than one occasion, I was struck by the thought that this climate and this attitude of mutual investment and giving of gracious space should be what the church community should feel like, what communities of faith should strive to be. But I'm not talking about the church. This place where I found such camaraderie and such support and such gracious love was a psychiatric institute. And that's where I most clearly saw grace and action in the midst of darkness. And here's the thing. My friends from the hospital, they knew their ailments. They knew their addiction, their depravity. They knew their problems. And they were talking about it. They were working through it. They knew that they were like everybody else except for the fact that they were actively working to get healthy. They loved in spite of labels. Some of the labels were worn right on our name tags, addict, victim, abuser, from my experience, people in churches don't feel that way. Wearing your needs and your wants and your hurts openly only warrants suspicion and pity, not welcome and inclusion. I fear that as a general rule, my friends would not find the church a welcome place. I get it. I understand, but I resist it. And I really believe that as a faith community, we can do better. So let's do better. Thanks for listening. Be well. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Post Traumatic Faith Podcast with Jill Riley. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can follow Jill on social media on Facebook, facebook.com slash jillreilly.author, on Instagram at jillreilly.author, or on Twitter at jillreillyauthor. You can reach Jill via email, jill at jillreilly.org. Thanks for listening.